Essence is proud to honor the Black mothers on the front lines of this global pandemic, the ones fighting for the most disproportionately affected communities, the doctors and nurses standing between us and tragedy, the essential workers keeping us fed, the policymakers fighting to keep their cities safe, and the reporters bringing us life-saving news. Their work must not be overlooked as they care for our families and their own. Essence Podcast Network is proud to celebrate these incredible women with a Yes Girl Podcast limited series event, highlighting their lives and daily contributions to society. Yes Girl Podcast is part of the Essence Podcast Network. You can hear and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you listen to audio. In honor of the essential workers who have been on the front lines, Essence asks you to nominate your heroes by sharing their inspiring stories on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now you can read their stories and vote for the one that touches you at EssenceFestival.com. Then on Saturday, July 4th, tune in as we celebrate our heroes and present the Essential Heroes Awards during the 2020 Essence Festival of Culture, streaming on Essence Studios. I'm Corey Murray. And I'm Charlie Penn. And this is our special Juneteenth 2020 episode of Yes Girl. Charlie! How you doing, Corey Murray? How you feeling? I am feeling extra special because of all the attention Juneteenth is getting. You know, it was a big part of my life being from Texas. Corey, I love how you like light up when you talk about being from Texas. The black joy of it all. I'm here for it. But honestly, for those people who don't know or who are just finding out, can you just break it on down? What exactly is Juneteenth and how have you celebrated? Like, how did you celebrate it growing up in Texas? Juneteenth is a celebration that marks the day that Black enslaved people in Texas were notified that they were free in 1865, two whole years after the Emancipation Proclamation was declared. Now, I understand that there were no phones back then, but y'all, come on. Was there a wiretap or something that could have been sent? Juneteenth for me was extra special growing up in Texas because, as I've mentioned before several times, I'm from Fort Worth in a Black area called Stop Six. And Stop Six really came out to celebrate Juneteenth. I mean, this is the day we went to the park. We had fun. It was really a holiday. It was really a holiday for us. But, you know, as much as I had those pleasant memories of Juneteenth growing up, this year feels bittersweet because we're feeling a lot of things right now, especially as it relates to our freedom. On one hand, everyone is acknowledging Juneteenth this year. There's playlists being created. There's talk shows. They're doing TV specials. I mean, companies are giving employees a day off to celebrate it. It feels really trendy right now to celebrate Juneteenth. You know what, Corey? Honestly, in the spirit of keeping it real, as we do on Yes Girl, I honestly didn't learn about Juneteenth growing up as a little girl in New Jersey. I learned about it for the first time at Spelman when I went to college. Um, And it's interesting because I've heard more mainstream references to Juneteenth over the past three weeks than I have in my entire career at Essence or my adult life. That's real, Charlie, and I get it. As you know, there's such a divide and a lack of true knowledge when it comes to learning Black history in this country. But you know what, Charlie Penn? That is why I'm glad we have a platform like Yes Girl, because where we can add a little of that education and celebration to the world, which is why I love that we spoke to activist and insecure star Kendrick Sampson, because he reminded us why his family made sure they celebrated Juneteenth instead of July 4th. Check it out. I know a lot of people in California who don't celebrate Juneteenth didn't know what it was. Um, Short version, 
It's the last uh, slaves that found out they were free in Galveston, Texas, about 30 minutes outside of where I grew up. Um, and two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and we celebrate that, especially in Texas. But uh, it's like the July 4th uh, black for, for Black folks. It's like, we wasn't independent on Independence Day on <laughs> yeah. July 4th. Say that, say that. You know, so uh-huh. I grew up, my dad and, and was very adamant about this. He, you know, he was like, July 4th is bullshit, you know? Um, and so we got Juneteenth and the food was better, you know, like, you know. It's I, just, I have such memories of having big red soda. Wow. Oh, come on. Bluebell ice cream. Come on, Bluebell. Trinity Park in downtown Fort Worth and yeah. um, barbecue. You know, it was a party. Barbecue. It was a party. And it was one of those things where you let your kids roam free yeah, that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Corey, I love, love, love how honestly, as Black people, we have so much to share with one another. It's like our culture is not only vast, but there's always more to learn. There's always more to share. There's so much to be proud of, you know? And that's how I felt after the conversation with Kendrick. Like, we got roots, and I'm proud of those roots. For sure, Charlie Pan. I mean, there's so much information coming to the surface now. And that's the thing. We're finding ways to be joyful, even while remembering that, yes, today is Juneteenth, but we still don't really feel free. And the next clip speaks directly to that. We had, Corey, we had one of our favorite couples on the show, you remember, Kirk and Tammy Franklin, and they always offer inspo and a word of hope. And Kirk got really real about how, how hard it is, you know, to celebrate Juneteenth while also mourning the lives murdered almost daily in this country because of racism, police brutality. Let's listen. Listen, no cap, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I may be in these streets trying to rally a, uh, a a a a march or something. I'm serious right now. I'm 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 thinking of tangible things to be able to show uh, my unity and support. So uh, it is the climate is very difficult to celebrate in right now. And 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 when you talk about freedom, exactly what does that look? Uh, what uh, um, how do we quantify that right now? Because of those difficult truths. You know, your boy may be with a mask on with some other brothers and sisters and we stand in marching in unity about, uh, you know, once again, we can't breathe, so. And obviously Kirk isn't the only one who feels this way, right? We're all feeling sorrow, anger, grief, but in spite of it all, joy. We asked you, our Yes Girl community, to share your thoughts on Juneteenth and we want to read a few on why we need Juneteenth. In her blog post, Juneteenth, a Black Texan celebration gone national, Vernetta R. Freeney says, we need this holiday to remind this country of its evil, ugly foundation and why we as a Black community are fighting against that foundation. At Charlie Smile says, I learned about it from my cousin and her parents. While I wish I'd learned about it in school, they introduced it to me for the first time, maybe in high school. It's a celebration to me, but it's bittersweet looking at it in 2020 because it feels like we still aren't free. At Therapist Tori says, I first learned of Juneteenth in 1992. This was the year my family moved to Oklahoma and my great uncle gave me a book and VHS tapes chronicling Black Wall Street and it briefly mentioned the tradition. At Mayor Cooley says, Juneteenth means that even our good news is tempered with bad. Freedom comes, but two years late, so representative of being Black. 
My favorite memory is actually my first Compton celebration. Gonzalez Park is small, but the concert and the love was big. I didn't celebrate at all until I was a young adult and we went to Lamert Park and got some red soda and watermelon. I've been on it ever since. And you know that last comment you read, Charlie, resonates with me so much because it reminds me of how Black people from different parts of the country celebrate Juneteenth or a variation of it. I was talking to Vice News correspondent Alzo Slade, who has a phenomenal docuseries out right now called Black South Rising. He grew up between Florida and Texas, and it wasn't until he came to Houston that he learned people celebrated on different days based on when their ancestors found out they were free. I didn't know that growing up in Maryland. I'm sorry, I thought it was Juneteenth. But when he was a kid growing up in Tallahassee, Florida, they celebrate on a different day. My formative years were spent between Florida and Texas. Okay. So when I was in Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. So Florida, they celebrate the 20th of May. Oh, what's that? That's the same as Juneteenth. But the, oh. but the, but the folks down there, they found out. They, they got it early. early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the, well, that is the story. Yeah. And then, so when I got to Texas and it was like, yo, Juneteenth, I was like, wait, oh, this is the same as the 20th of May. You know what I'm saying? But I do. But I in Texas, they celebrated it in a way that was much bigger than they did in Florida. Mm, and so yes. I can understand how, you know, in Texas, you know, we do everything big. Everything big, everything big. So, big. so it, it's not surprising that the nation has taken hold of, of Juneteenth um, from how Texas celebrates it to, to, to taking it on a grander scale. But it is it is pretty peculiar. I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Yo, it's a whole bunch of stuff happening right now you know like people <laughs> if you listen yeah so you know it doesn't surprise me that people are are uh taking an interest mm -hmm. in 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 things that are historically rooted in racism against black folks, mm. right mm -hmm. because you know the, let's be clear the nation the world is always as I always cuddled up to black culture yeah. and, and appropriated it in some form or fashion. So mm -hmm. that's not new, you know, but in terms of, in terms of saying, uh, we should celebrate Juneteenth, like uh, uh, two months ago, a month ago, <laughs> it would have been like, you crazy. But I am, I am for a national holiday for Juneteenth. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I'm not, I mean, it's it, like you, I kind of giggle like all, all of a sudden, but I do, I'm, I'm for something. I'm for a national day. The timing of this just feels so right, Corey. And to be able to have something to celebrate, even in the midst of fighting for justice in this country, you know, it's important. I feel the same way, Charlie Penn. That joy we've been talking about, Black joy is rising through the morning and the pain. It's powerful. Yes, I feel the power. And you know something? Something I loved about going to school at Spelman, right? Shout out to Spelman. And really and getting to meet... Oh, don't do this. <laughs> and really getting to meet Black women from all over, like truly all over. It was honestly the pride, Corey, that people had for being from the South. You're a proud Texan, Corey. We know this. You keep us knowing this. And I love that you do. And to talk about timing, you know, you also had a great conversation with your fellow Texas native, Channing Godfrey Peoples, the director of Miss Juneteenth, which is out today to talk about the film and really all that Texas pride. It was such a good conversation. I really felt like I was talking to a sister that I never had. And Charlie, the film is excellent. And I can't wait for everyone to see it. And Nicole Bahari, whoo, she plays the main character. She deserves her flowers right now because she is everything in this film. At the core of this movie is Black Pride. 
And it's a black pride that we have because we do everything big and we make our mark in the world. Let's get into our conversation. I mean, I, I still don't know how this movie got made. <laughs> I'm just so grateful. I know there's going to be a lot of times where I'm just going to gush over the, the, the placement, the scenery. I'm curious, what were your Juneteenth memories growing up and forward? I mean, it was interesting because, um, and I, I've probably said this before, but I just remember you, you've been to, have you been to the Juneteenth pageants? No. I've, and I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, I left Texas in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I was probably my daughter's age. So I was probably like 11 or 10. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things that I really remember is seeing those young African-American women on stage, like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just remember them to me, like my childhood memories of, of them being like, just so graceful and so beautiful and so radiant and so hopeful, like mm-hmm. so excited about the future. And I think that's something that's just always stayed with me. Um, and I, I, I definitely have said this, but I still feel it like Miss Juneteenth was like, I realize now as an adult, it was my version of Miss America. Yeah. Like, yeah. because just seeing it was such a defining moment for me as a child. And it, I didn't even realize how much it stayed with me until I got to graduate school. And I was thinking about ideas for a first feature mm-hmm. and um, just seeing after being outside of Texas and realizing, you know, just every, every June 19th, I was always happy Juneteenth folks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At film school. And they'd be, they'd be like, like what? what? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, um, so those are like my most prominent memories is just seeing those young women in their faces and just seeing that that's who I wanted to be too, mm-hmm. you know, as an example of like, you know, who I wanted to be. And I would always think what happened to those women when they got off stage, yeah. you know, and some of them I knew they stayed near the community, but mm-hmm. there was just always that thought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, but Texas has a way of raising you where it's only Texas. Like it's only, you know, I, I didn't realize how much pride I just have being from Texas. Um, Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I love being from Texas. I love being from the South, you know, and there are two sides of that, obviously. Yeah. That we're seeing today, but you see, you can see it in my work, but I think even more appropriate is, I saw this in a review, I think in Teen Vogue or something, and they said, um, this is Black Texas. Yeah. And that's what I realized is my heart, you know, yeah. like that's what I grew up in. I, I grew up in Black Texas that defined me in its own way. Mm-hmm. And there is that sense of pride. And, you know, my husband pointed it out too. He's from North Carolina and he says mm-hmm. there's a sense of um, pomp and circumstance here yes. and the way people carry themselves and, you know, culturally and the way they display themselves, you know, and the mm-hmm. way we um, you know, even in the way we funeralize, like you see something in the beautiful home in the film, you know, um, there's always that, um, that care and that sense of pride in what we do. This is just an entry point. You're going to do so much more. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. (laughs) Cause it's just so much more of, you know, Texas that I want to, I want to show and, you know, black people, period, you know, there's just, I, I want to be able to tell our stories. Another layer of beauty I want to talk about is the film um, 
seemed a bit grainy, but in a good way, and the colors a little muted. Was that intentional? Like it's not a uh, like it's not super crisp. Right. Yeah. Because I really wanted to, um, you know, I feel like that that's Fort Worth. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there there's a timelessness to this. But like we we shot in all these existing locations. Like mm -hmm. um, the bar is called Lloyd's in real life, and it's been there forever. Mm -hmm. um, and it just needed to feel like the timelessness of the place. It needed to have the way I described it to the cinematographer was we were looking for something that, um, that mirrored the grit of the environment and of the people, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not as a filmmaker, I'm not a super slick filmmaker. Anyway, you see how folks are looking in the film. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're human. They're real. Yeah, people. they are. Yeah. And that was absolutely important to me. And that's mm -hmm. what even in casting, you know, I told people, I said, you know, it's a small film, you know, that we're doing with big themes, you know, but we, I'm absolutely making a film about real folks. So, you know, we've got to be able to fold into that. I just, I see the beauty of, of first of all, Black people, yeah. and especially like we talked about the regal nature of these Black folks in the South. And that's what I want to be able to display even down to the women in their hair, you know? Yeah. Coincidentally, the young women who we cast as the, uh, pageant contestants mm -hmm. so many of those girls came with their own natural hair themselves and I was just like you know I already I already had the idea for Kai and Turquoise that they would be a natural hair you know yeah mm -hmm. just those girls and I didn't just cast them on the basis of that but they mm -hmm. just like showed up that way and I was like okay you know we're <laughs> on the right track yeah and yeah well what parts of the story mirror your life I think I probably have been you know living this Juneteenth my whole life, <laughs> you know, I tend to write about just what we pass down and family yeah. cycles and um, what we leave behind and what we tend to go forward. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just so much, there's so much of turquoise in me, absolutely, you know, just like that fundamental, like, get it done, like, yeah. you know, I'm going to survive this, you know, turquoise's journey, I think from surviving to thriving is, you know, a journey that I've been on my whole life as well. You know, I think it's a journey, a lot of black women, you know, discover. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful to be able to make the film and I discovered so many things even about myself in making it. Well, what are your thoughts about the film coming out now, given everything that's going on? Because while I think some people know about Juneteenth, but I love the part in the film where you have the historian mm -hmm. explaining it. But what do you, how do you think the film, or what do you, how do you want the film embraced giving the temperature that this country is in right now? I mean, I think there's so many themes um, in the film as African-Americans that we're still dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Like this film has always been like, we were, and, and I say we, because I feel like, you know, there was so many, as you know, my husband was so helpful, like pushing this film forward, the other producers, like in shaping the film, mm -hmm. but we were always looking at the film thematically, like we're doing a film about a day that commemorates um, that slaves in Texas got their freedom two years after everyone else. Yeah. So we were always thematically looking at what happens when good things come too late. So mm -hmm. we were mirroring Turquoise's journey with that thematically, you know, mm -hmm. what happened, you know, Turquoise wins this competition after the fact, you know, after mm -hmm. she didn't have the support to sustain it. So I just, you know, 
it's interesting that it's coming out at this at this time, but it still saddens me that we're 155 years after the last slaves in Texas got their freedom, and we still don't have our freedom. And now we don't have our freedom to even, you know, we're it's being acknowledged that we as Black people don't even have the freedom to breathe and live, yeah. you know. Yeah. Don't even talk about thriving. We don't have the freedom to survive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that, you know, I can't tell people how to feel, but I am committed to telling our stories and especially telling stories. You know, I feel really prideful about being able to tell a story about a black woman, you know, taking a step forward to that thriving in our life, mm-hmm. you know, and I just hope that this moment, you know, black people, people are able to, you know, recognize, you know, we're just asking for our humanity to be recognized, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. just that that's what we're asking. So, you know, I'm just hoping that this journey, you know, especially in this film comes out that people can see, you know, more of the humanity in black people through seeing black stories. Mm -hmm. And that will create a space for more black stories to be made. Can you talk a little bit more about your intentions of how you want it to illuminate the Black South? I mean, you know, it's just... Your, it's, and your Black South. You know, I think it's just so embedded in me as a person. Like, mm-hmm. I just see the beauty of it. Like, I grew up and my only access was... Um, my mom involved us early in community theater. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no access to... Or no language for, like, c- cinema. You know, I mean, there were things, there were movies that we saw, but um, I really felt like once I got to, and it's interesting because my my idea of like being involved with the theater was to be an actor, mm-hmm. and you know, I went to my undergrad was in theater. You know, I went out to LA and um, decided that I was going to be an actor, and then I just started kind of seeing what was available. Mm-hmm. And I knew in the back of my head that the stories that I grew up with and that I wanted to tell were like multi-layered stories yeah. and you know, notably about Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally, when I started, I've always written things, you know, like poems, plays, little short stories, mm-hmm. stuff on paper. You know, there were always characters rumbling around in my head. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, I would always literally write, you know, the way I would hear people talk mm-hmm. and stories that I grew up with and they were always in like the Black South. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love, I, I see the beauty of people in the Black South. Yeah. Like these things, like I go down to the, like, you know, we, ca- we call it a juke joint in another life, you know, the mm-hmm. part, the, the movie. And I can just sit for hours and stare and I see the beauty and the people and their experience. Like, you know, there's a woman in the film who I think is stunning as a human being. Like she's dancing and turquoise comes in and looks at her and they say, oh, yes. you know, yeah, she is. A, mm-hmm. And um, I just told, I mean, I, that was turquoise was me one night just watching her, you know, and th- she's just so beautiful to me. And I was like, I just begged her. I was like, I just need you in this movie because like, that's the kind of beauty is it, like I look at her and 
I look at her sense of resilience, you yeah. know? And so, I mean, there's just so many like beautiful things that I see about the Black South, just like we talked about, just the pomp and circumstance, you know, the care, the love, the pride, the horses, the people, the food. I didn't get to show enough food as I wanted to. <laughs> um, I also, I think, grew up with, um, like I talk about how my cinema education didn't just start with cinema, it started in a literary way. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with the Toni Morrisons and the Alice Walkers, yeah. and the Gloria Nylers and Jay um, California Cooper. And I would see the pictures in my head yeah. when I would read their stories mm-hmm. and they would always write in this like nuanced, beautiful, multi-layered way I wanted to bring to cinema. So I appreciate you saying that. I just, there's so much that, like I, I could, you know, live, my stories could live in the Black South. There's just yeah. so many that I want to tell. And it, it's just the, the grit and the love, you know, that the people show that I want to keep, you know, displaying over and over. You know, we're talking about parallels to today. You know, none of these, like I said, you know, there's so much of like my life experience in the film, but also people's experience, you know. Mm-hmm stories you hear and everything and um when he talks about you know they talk about making me work it off in the fields you know yeah um like we enslaved days like we're, yeah and that's know. a big thing in uh southern prison systems correct yeah yeah yes yes and i mean wayman's talking about there's no american dream for black folks like we're dealing with all of that stuff today so charlie how are you celebrating juneteenth girl because i think i'm gonna watch miss juneteenth again Corey, I can't wait to see it. And I'm going straight to my on-demand menu to stream it. And maybe I'll even get you to sit and watch it with me tonight. You should. It's a great way to support Black art and Black film right now. Yes, that's great. Let's support all the Black creatives, watch their movies, support the series, buy their things, all the things, tell other people about them. And Corey, how else are you celebrating today? And you guys out there, tell us. We want to know. Let us know on social media using hashtag Podcast. And just know that today and every single day, we celebrate you, we celebrate our ancestors, our Black pride, our Black joy, and our Black future. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. And if anybody in the New York area knows where I can get some big red soda, get a girl up on social media. Bye. <laughs> Love it. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes, yes Girl, featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zant, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More, more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram. And at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.